We can't be a disciple maker if we're not a disciple. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, applying Jesus-style disciple-making in everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, where they help churches become excellent in the Great Commission. Well, welcome everybody. We're excited to be with you and to talk with you today about um, something that's really, really important for disciple-makers and for disciples. Of course, we can't be a disciple-maker if we're not a disciple. And a lot of times we can forget that or minimize that, but we don't want to we don't want to rush past that or forget that uh, in our times together. Uh, this morning or today, whatever time of day you're listening to this, we are going to be uh, looking at the role of Scripture in our life. And really, I would say that this is the primary way that disciples can grow in their faith. And we're just kind of unpack that a little bit of of that truth that it's the primary way that disciples grow in their life. And we want to look at that together um, today. So Tony, I kind of threw that out there, that this is the biggest way, the primary way that disciples grow in their life. Um, do you have any evidence like in your own life that, that that might be true or it is true? Well, you know, it's such a big statement, right? To say that it's the primary way that we grow. And and I, I thought long and hard about it because, you know, it's easy to think about Sunday morning worship. It's easy to think about prayer, if, if you're a prayer warrior, or you, you got a prayer closet or something like that. Um, but this is what I'll tell you, is that in my experience, being in a drought and not being in scripture has impacted me more than not doing any other discipline. And just to be fair, I've not done every discipline, at least one, <laughs> one season in my life. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget my time when I was deployed. Many of you know that I was in the army for a number of years, and I was in Kuwait for a year and we lived in these, um, we call them connexes, but really, if you know the portable on-demand storage units, they're they're like- Like the pods. Yeah, the pods, right? Yeah. They're, they're six by 16, six feet wide, 16 feet deep, and two men lived in them for a year. And then they just cut a hole in the back and they piped in air conditioning because wow. it was it was hot in the middle of no the day. No windows? No, no windows. As wow. a matter of fact, it was, it, they were stacked in a warehouse on top of each other and they put in catwalks. Really? Yeah. And so one of the pods was a shower pod at the end of each row, and it was disgusting. And you know, all <laughs> the women lived in one warehouse, and all the men lived in another warehouse. And it was... Wow, that's it, really interesting. Yeah, it, it was a long year. And, and one of the things I'll tell you is that not being in the Word in seasons during that year um, often led me to a place of depression. Because hmm. no windows, doing the same thing every day, uh, what we call combat fatigue, just... Just the the adrenaline rush of always being on mission really has a way of wearing you down. Mm. And what I what I found was is when I was in scripture, I had hope. Okay. I had hope. I had hope in the promise. I had hope in the word. I had I felt like God was speaking to me. And and maybe not surprising as it sounds so obvious now, but not obvious then, when I wasn't in the scripture, I lost hope. Yeah. And and when you're in a in a routine yeah, maybe maybe like COVID, right? Maybe like a deployment, maybe like homeschooling your kids. When you're in a routine and you, you fall out of discipline, it's really easy to to get off track. It's really easy to lose hope. One of the things that I, I love to say is that if you're not dedicated to your disciplines, you'll be destroyed by your distractions. That's good. And 
Thank you. And I, I just really think that the scripture is one of those disciplines that prevents us from getting distracted by the mundane and the the hard parts of life. Mm. So so that, that's kind of how scripture has really cemented its place in my life as a primary resource. Yeah. That, one of the interesting things you said is that, you know, when you, it was going well and then you stopped and it should have seemed obvious, but it didn't. Um, but that's kind of the way it works, isn't it? I mean, if you break it down to what you're actually doing, I mean, you're opening up the Bible and you're reading words, right? I mean, you're just reading the mm-hmm. scriptures and there's got to be more engagement than that. It's not that that's the ideal, but but when we think about moving away from it, that's kind of what we think, oh, I can read that later. I'm going to read this right now or whatever. And we miss the fact that that the word of God is different than all other things that we can read, right? It's living and active is what Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 tells us. It, it is powerful. It, it cuts us up on the inside. And I think that's part of why it's so easy just to, to drift from, right? Or to be distracted from. Well, it, it's just one of those things, right? That I, don't, I didn't wake up one day and like, man, I'm not going to read scripture today. Right. Actually, what I did is I hit the snooze three times. Okay. Yep. And then I decided that I was going to be late to breakfast. <laughs> and so I bolted and then I didn't read it. And I was like, oh, I'll do it later. And I started negotiating with myself. And I'm, you know, I'm sure you're listening. You can relate. And, uh, and next thing you know, I've gone two or three days without reading scripture. Because right. once I miss one day, if I'm reading a plan, for example, um, I love the Version Bible app for plans. But even if I'm just reading a chapter a day and I'm trying to get done in a certain amount of time, if you miss a day then and you want to try to stay caught up, then you, you need to double the time amount. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but what about you, Justin? I'd, I'd be interested to hear if you've got a story maybe on the opposite side. How, how has scripture being the primary resource in your walk with the Lord, like been a positive influence on you. Yeah. Yeah. So as a young believer, I, I have a similar testimony to you. I mean, I, I knew that it was something I should be doing. I would often choose to sleep in or choose to do something else because it sounded more interesting. And um, I remember in college, I was being discipled and the discipler was trying to help me with this and, and process with me um, the importance of being in the scriptures and he would kind of say, well, how'd it go this week? And I'm like, ah, you know, I did it twice or three times. And he said, oh, okay. And, and I remember that, that he brought up a verse. It was Jeremiah 23, verse 12, uh, which says, I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. And we just started talking about it. And he didn't bring it up to like hammer me with it or anything like that. But he brought it up out of his own life that had been significant for him and and he kind of shared with me about that, and and he just asked that I would I continue to to continue to try to work on it and pray about it, and so I did, but I couldn't get that verse out of my head, mm. and so as I was praying, I felt like God asked me, Justin, do you love my words more than more than your food? It's one of the one of those questions from God, right? That's like, oh man, God, I I know I know the right answer to this, but. But the truthful answer is different than the right answer. Because, uh, it's so painful to answer. Oh, yes. Right? That's one of those cut up, right? right. The yeah. Living and active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword, and it penetrates us. And so, you know, I felt like the Spirit was putting his finger on that in my life. And so I made a commitment to God at that time uh, that for a season, I would not uh, eat anything day by day until I had my time with God in the Word. And so... 
that started, you know, I did it for, I think, a year, year and a half, where uh, every day I would get into the scriptures before I would eat. And as a college student, right, snooze buttons, my friend. And so (laughs) there were a lot of times when I missed breakfast. There were some times that I missed lunch, but my stomach kept reminding me, hey, you need to get in the Word, you need to get in the Word so we can eat here. And, And what happened was as I began to do that, I saw my life begin to change, not just when the times that I ate, but really my connection to God, uh, the things that I understood from Scripture, and um, you know, it really just had a, a huge positive impact on my life as a disciple. And I really mark it as one of those turning points where I really began to grow, and, and in such a way and such a rate that I hadn't experienced before. So that probably, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me on on that, right? Well, what I love about that is that your experience really reiterates um, what we see in studies all over uh, the United States and the world when we study scripture. As a matter of fact, the, the Center for Bible Engagement has this video. We'll link to it in the show notes. But the video says that when you begin to study um, scripture four times a week, you get the largest return of growth, right? So if you do it once, great. You do it twice, great. Do it three times, the growth is marginal. But if you want big growth in your life, what the the research found out was that it takes four times a week. But if you get those four times a week, then you grow exponentially. And, And that just makes sense, right? If we think about the gym, if you begin to make it a majority of your life, a healthy, in this case, healthy spiritual practice, a big part of your life, then all of a sudden, boom, you're gonna grow in ways that you never could have imagined. Yeah, and that video is is tremendous because it shows not only um, spiritual impact, but um, impact into your daily life, the decisions that you make, happiness that you have, um, staying away from harmful things like drugs, addictive, um, other things like pornography, et cetera, the the marriages are healthier. I mean, it has all these sorts of, of impact beyond just yourself, right? It's just so relational. Right, just from engaging the scriptures four or more times a week. And it's similar to, Tony, it's similar to the Reveal Survey, which is a survey that's been done uh, really over the past 15 years in churches all over America. Yeah, we've done it here. We have, that's right. And, And what it measures is spiritual vitality. And one of the things that they found is that the number one driver of spiritual growth is reflection on scripture. Mm. Now, notice this, this study says it's reflection on Scripture, not reading Scripture. And so now, obviously, we need to read it at some point before we can reflect on it or yeah. listen to it or something. We need some measure of intake. But the, what, what drives that growth is reflection, thinking about it, turning it over, figuring out how we're going to apply it to our life. And so, yeah, those two things I just keep, that keeps coming back to me of not only have we experienced it in our life, we've seen it proven out in these different research settings. And so I'm curious, Tony, in, in your life now, what does what does scripture intake look like for you and how's it impact? Yeah, a lot of times in Christian circles, uh, you'll hear this called quiet time, right? Which is kind of a churchy word. I yep. don't know that I really love it, but- right. um, I had a friend once who his discipler wanted him to have a quiet time with him and he had no framework for this term. <laughs> and so he just expected they were gonna go somewhere and sit really quietly. <laughs> Uh, if you grew up in the church, I'm sure you've heard it before, but but uh, I would say that that this quiet time, for lack of a better word, 
is intentional time with God, right? And mm. and I do mine in the morning. I'm, I'm an early riser, so I typically get up around uh, 5, 5.15, and I'm going to spend the first 15 to 30 minutes with God. That's kind of where I do my intake and reflection of Scripture. Now, I will often spend other time with the Lord in, in music, in walking, and those kind of things. I love to listen to uh, worship music really loud in my headphones sometimes to the point where it, it feels like I'm bathing in it. You know, and that for me is an intentional time with God. And I pray in the shower, not that everyone needs that visual imagery, but um, all that to say, I start my day in the Word and then kind of move on from there in intentional times. Now, I would say that all of it counts as quiet time, even if it's not loud, but that's not a definition that everyone subscribes to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be interested, uh, what's, what's your definition and current practice? Yeah, so... Um, my understanding of quiet times and, and kind of the background that I've had is that it's a time where you are um, you're praying and you're engaging the scriptures by reading and reflecting, and then you're coming out of that time with a word from God that you want to either hang on to throughout the day or an action that you want to do in that day. Um, and kind of how I, I think about it and, and now teach it this way is is the sandwich illustration. And so you just think of a sandwich, right? So we're going to have bread and meat and bread or bread and something in bread. Um, and so um, in a quiet time, it's similar. And so you want to begin by, by just praying and settling down and focusing your thoughts on God and, and asking him to, to help guide you in that time um, and that you could really be there and to, to, to have your ears open in a sense uh, to what he might say to you. And then you open the scriptures and begin to read, and that's the meat, right? That's the middle of the sandwich. That's what you're, that's what you're going to be chewing on and thinking about. And as the Holy Spirit interacts with you through the Word, um, you you find something that you feel like God is, He's He wants you to focus on that or to say to to keep that with you throughout the day, or maybe to, all right, if I'm I'm struggling with patience, or maybe I don't think I am, but God has that stand out to me, then I take it with me out of that. Um, but before I take it out, I, I close the sandwich up with another piece of bread. God, I really feel like you're asking me to, uh, to focus on patience today. I'm not sure why, um, but help me to do that. Uh, help me to keep my antenna up for those situations. And so, you know, I'll pray that, and then, then I'll just move into my day. And similar to you, it's not a, a see you later, God, see you tomorrow, God. It's a, all right, we're going to keep interacting, but that intentional space of a quiet time has kind of been been set, right, for that day. Here, here's a question not related to anything that's really important. When you think of bread on your prayer, on your sandwich, what bread do you think of? So I just think of regular wheat wheat bread. Okay, I'm artesian cheese all the way. Like, okay. I, I want the cheese baked into the bread. Not, okay. not that it matters. So you're a little fancy. I'm a little bougie sometimes. Okay. I'm a little bougie. <laughs> um, okay, nice. okay, so help us with our, our takeaway for today, Justin. So I think the takeaway is if you want to grow closer to Christ, if you want to grow as a disciple, then you need to be in the word and prioritize that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and today we want to just challenge you to begin your discipline in the scriptures. And there are lots of ways you can do that. Uh, You can go to a a book of the Bible. Justin and I both recommend the book of Mark as it's a great starting point. It's succinct. It's to the point. You know, you could also do uh, Proverbs and Psalms. You know, you could do one of those a day. Those are, are really palatable 
sections of scripture that are a great place to start. And then the other thing is the YouVersion Bible app. I'm a big fan of it, uh, mostly because I bring my phone with me everywhere. And so if you're on there, you can friend request me, Tony Miltenberger. Um, if you need help picking a study, shoot us a message uh, via Instagram or Facebook or email. Justin and I both can, can help you get connected to all of that. Yeah, and I think another thing that, that we need to, to mention is that the point is that you're just taking that next step. Mm. So if you're sitting there and listening to this and, and you're engaging the scriptures once a week or two times a week, you know, what does it look like for you to take that next step? Right, so that you're at three times a week or four times a week, or if you're sitting there and you're five times a week, then how do you move it up to six or seven times a week? That the more that we can be in God's word, it helps equip us and really it helps us with every aspect of life as a disciple. And if we want to invest in other people and disciple them, the word of God needs to be our primary tool. And so if if we don't if we don't model that practice in our own life and if we don't have anything from the word to give to others, then we're really going to struggle in disciple making. And so, again, just just progress, right? What's that next step? Yeah, we always love to say a one degree shift, right? Just do one degree different today to grow closer to God and, and figure out what that looks like in the word. And uh, I guarantee you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate the generosity that you give us uh, by putting us in your ears, and uh, and we thank you. We thank you so much. If you could, please do us a huge favor. Will you leave a rating or review on iTunes for us? Anytime that you leave a rating or review, it really does help others find out about what God is doing in and through this platform, and it is such a blessing to us. We read every single one of them. We want to make sure that we're connecting with you. If there's uh, any way that we can help you in your walk with Christ, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much, and we look forward to connecting with you real soon.